Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. The book of Matthew, chapter 14, verse 22. Praise God. Matthew 14 and 22. And straightway Jesus constrained, constrained his disciples get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walk on the scene, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. They cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. In that great words, how many want the Lord to say that in your life more than once? Peter answered and said to him, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshiped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Amen. I want to talk to you today about storm stories. Storm stories. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for this service tonight. Lord, I know your presence is here. God, I pray that you would encourage people. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would strengthen those, O oh Lord, that need their body to be strengthened. They touch minds in Jesus' awesome name. Let everybody say amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Do I have any storm lovers in the house? Anybody that just loves to watch storms, loves to see them? I remember standing in our front porch as a little boy in San Antonio, Texas, watching the storm off in the distance. The sun was shining on the storm, and it made the colors of the lightning change from deep oranges to bright blues to great reds. It was unimaginable, unbelievable to watch that. And, and there's nothing like a storm unless you are in it. Now, I don't know about you. I'm no storm chaser. 
I'm not going to get in a perfectly good vehicle that's got armor plates on it and all kinds of gadgetry so I can drive right into a tornado. Somebody with me today? I'm no, I'm no storm chaser. Storms have no respect to person. They can uh, attack you no matter what kind of money you got, what color your skin is, whether you're smart or stupid. It doesn't matter. Storms comes to everybody, every place, in some form or fashion. But have you ever noticed how stories come out of storms? When the storm is over, then we like talking about it. Sister Gill and I, when we were evangelizing, got caught in a horrible thunderstorm that spawned off several tornadoes. We were in South Mississippi. We were pulling a 24-foot 20 foot trailer with that blue truck. I don't know if you ever saw the blue truck pickup truck that we had that we evangelized with. It wasn't a lemon. It was a lemon tree. It produced lemons. But our truck kingpin had seized up, locked up, so we're driving in this horrible wind and, and rain and storm, and I'm trying desperately to keep that truck and that trailer on the road, and my nerves are fried, and Sister Gill's nerves are fried, and we're just ready to just quit. I'm telling you. And so we were so, so in need, we needed to find a place to pull off. And so we pulled off at the first exit that we come to, look for a hotel. That's before you had a cell phone that you could find and book ahead to find one. So we, we went off down this little country, little town, and, and there was one hotel that they had there, and it was called the Will Bill Hotel. <laughs> Honest to goodness, Will Bill bill hotel the sign out the front looks like it was hung on hooks and and the wind would cause that that sign would just hanging out there just straight as the as the ground and and so we went in there we pulled in and we got us a room and and i don't know if it was more dangerous in the room than it was in, in the storm but as it turned out sister gill called her mama and i called my daddy we didn't have cell phones, but we had to go to a, a phone booth. We called them, and uh, ultimately, my dad came and got us and, and drove that back up to Arkansas to get the truck fixed. And, but but we, we've often told that story, haven't we, honey? It's a, it's, a, it's a story that we can tell now. But then, I, didn't want, I don't want to live that again. I don't want to put my uh, 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 night's deposit down on Wheel Bill Hotel ever again. We were talking at the, at the men's uh, prayer breakfast uh, earlier on Saturday, talking about our, our trip to New Mexico. All those guys that went hunting to New Mexico, and we got into the northern part of Oklahoma driving. You know, we're, we're, we got a lot of drivers. We got two vehicles, and, and, and my truck's pulling a trailer with Brother David's uh, side-by-side on top of it, and, and we're headed down through Oklahoma only for the rain to turn into ice. And we get in, into the worst ice storm in Oklahoma history. The worst. I didn't know that until I talked to my wife on the phone and she said, yeah, I've been following the news. They say it's the worst ice storm in Oklahoma history. And so what do we brave folks do? We stop, we get gas, and we're going to go, no, there's a hotel right here. Let's just, no, we'll drive. We'll drive. So we did 35 miles an hour for four straight hours. 20 semis were plowed or on the side of the road or jackknife or rolled over or whatever the case may be. It was not a fun experience, but mind, do we have a story to tell. 
we still tell it. Uh, a tornado hit Savannah, Tennessee. It's okay if I just tell you some storm stories. Savannah, uh, Tennessee got hit by a tornado just days before we arrived to preach a revival. And the pastor told me a story that seems almost unbelievable, but he said it really happened that a UPS driver got caught in the tornado winds and it picked up his UPS truck and it picked it up and threw it down the road and it landed back on the road again and he's still driving. It did that to him twice. Not once, but twice. I think the third time I would have got out. But he came through it. and What a story to tell. What a story to tell. Uh, Brother Jeremy Lang and myself was flying back from Boston, Massachusetts into Indianapolis and our plane gets caught in this, this horrendous storm. And, and I don't know about you, but that's one place I don't like to be in a storm is either in a boat or in a plane or in a car or in a house if it's real bad. But we're in a plane and the storm is going, the wind is blowing like crazy and lightning actually is dancing on the top of the wing. And we're going up and down and, and, and to and fro and it's just making me sick at my stomach and everybody's, <sighs> and here is uh, myself, I'm praying in English out loud. I'm praying to the Lord, help in the name of Jesus. And Brother Jeremy Lane, I'm sitting at the window, and he's right in the middle seat between us. And all of a sudden, he starts praying out loud in Hebrew. I knew he's not talking in tongues because I recognize that's a Hebrew language. And, and so Brother Jeremy's praying in Hebrew, and I'm praying in English. And my, what a story to tell. And I'll tell you this, I would never want to be back in that place again. Storms produce stories, but sometimes the stories that they produce are not fun in the moment of the storm. The songwriter writes, in the dark of the midnight, uh, have I oft hid my face while the storms howl above me and there is no hiding place. Mid the crash of the thunder, precious Lord, hear my cry. Keep me safe until the storm passes by. Many times Satan whispers, there's no need to try, for there's no end of sorrow. There's no hope by and by. But I know that thou art with me, and tomorrow I will rise, where the storms never darken the skies. When the long night has ended and the storms come no more, let me stand in thy presence on that bright, peaceful shore in the land where the tempest never comes. Lord, may I dwell with thee when the storm passes by. And the chorus says that you know it till the storm passes over, till the thunder sounds no more, till the clouds roll forever from the sky. Hold me fast. Let me stand in the hollow of thy hand keep me safe till the storm passes by storms there's all kinds of storms you got thunderstorms and you got ice storms and you got uh, uh directo storms which means a, a bunch of storms all pulled together that come across the country 
then you have flooding and you've got hail and you've got the, the, the damaging of, of all that goes with the, the snowstorms and the blizzards and the hurricanes and the tornadoes. But I want to talk to you about different kinds of storm. There's a storm that attacks your mind. There's a storm that comes against your peace. There's a storm that goes after your contentment, your joy, and your hope, and your rest. There are storms that come on your body where pain and disease becomes like a wind, where flu and infection becomes upon your body and a storm rages high. Headaches that you can't get rid of. Cancer that attacks your body. These are storms, if you please. We find that there's storms against our life, storms of finances and job losses and big bills that we cannot pray, uh, pay, cars that break down and taxes that are due and storms come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. There are storms against relationship, marriages that are hurting and strained, siblings that cannot get past their rivalries, broken dreams that have been shattered and expectations of life that have never Never been met. I want to tell you, life can bring you storms that could be more deadly than a tornado. Life can bring you storms that could be more harsh than straight line winds. It matters what you do in the storm. I want to tell you something that I've heard, and I've heard it from somebody that ought to know. When their son passed away or drowned in, in, in Mississippi, brother, brother Wilson said this. He said, I will not waste my storm. I will not let this go by because I've lost my son. And today they put on a retreat every year for parents that have lost children. And it has grown so big they're going to have to move it. Why? Because he learned that there's some stories in my storm. There are some things I can tell. I can tell you some stories. I'm not talking about natural storms. I'm talking about spiritual storms. I'm talking about relationships that have been broken and mended. Lives that have been lost and that are found. Can I tell you, don't waste your storm. Get a story out of your storm. Get something out of your storm when you get into that hour of need. Storms again. Don't care what color of your skin is. Don't care how much money you have. Don't care about your pedigree. Do not care that you're apostolic or not. Do not care if you're, uh, uh, if you're smart or, or not. It doesn't care. Storms come to us. The true thing is that what kind of story are we going to tell after our storm? What are we going to tell when the winds are contrary to us? What are we going to tell afterwards? Amen. Whether we are, we are, we are the storm the Lord comes in and stops it, or if you're like the Apostle Paul hanging on a piece of board of a ship uh, uh, when the storm hit and, the, and it wrecked that boat, but he made it to the other side. The fact is God will be with you. Amen. Learn something in our storm that we will overcome. Praise be to God. Can you thank the Lord for storm stories? In the storm story before us, Jesus had been rejected at his hometown. John the Baptist, his cousin, beloved friend and prophet, had been beheaded. After hearing of John's death, Jesus tries to find a place of comfort and tells his disciples that they're going to go to a desert place. 
but masses of people, needy people, find him there. And this is where Jesus feeds 5,000 men and, 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 and women and children, but only men are counted here. 5,000, possibly 15,000 people he's ministering to and speaking to, and, and, and they need food, and so they feed them. And, and Jesus gives the disciples 12 basketfuls of, of miracle left over, and then he says, go to the other side, get in the ship, and go to the other side while I send the people away. Amen. The disciples were reluctant to leave Jesus. They had expectations after the great miracle. Now's the time, Jesus, for you to set up your kingdom. Now's the time for you to attack against Rome. Your popularity is high. But Jesus had other ideas. Go to the other side. Get in the boat and go to the other side. I'll meet you there. Storms, this storm that came to them came unannounced. Storms don't come to you and just simply hold up a sign and say, Thursday about this time, I'm going to show up. No, they come unannounced. You can, you can look on your weather app and they can tell you the hurricane's coming this direction and next day they'll say, nope, it's moving in that direction. Storms can be unannounced, unexpected. And the boat that they were in was now tossed. It was in turmoil. Their life was vexed because the vessel was in the storm and about to break apart the dark clouds was hanging over them amen the waves were lashing at their face as they were trying their best to, to bail and to move and get forward to the other side the winds were contrary against them the winds were antagonizing them they were against them so what are they going to do in the storm? I want to talk to you about some stories that come out of that storm. First story I want to tell you is that storms can happen even when you're doing the right thing. Storms can happen even when you're in the will of God. Storms can happen even when God says go and you come into a storm. The disciples were in the will of Christ, in the will of the Lord to go to the other side and the storm showed up anyway. Jesus said get in the ship and go to the other side. That was their mission and the storm came anyway. The storm may come to divert their direction and divert their mission but still yet you've got to deal with it in the storms. Storms show up to try to hinder us from doing the will of God. I believe today we need to learn some stories in our storms. Another story that they could learn in the storm is that Jesus shows up in the darkest hour of your storm. Jesus, mark it down. The Bible said in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. The fourth watch is between 3 and 6 a.m. Jesus draws close to them in the part of the darkest hour of the night. I don't know about you. I don't want to be on a ship or a boat in the middle of a sea and it's pitch black. I can't get a direction. I don't know where I'm going. I'm still in the will of God. I feel it's unfair. I feel that the Lord 
Lord put me in this place. But Jesus came and showed up in the darkest of the night. Can I tell you, is that your story? Is it your story that the Lord showed up when you felt like you were at your weakest moment, that you were in the darkest moment of your life? Jesus shows up. He doesn't show up late. He shows up on time. He doesn't show up whenever things you're, you're, you're going your way. He shows up when you're toiling in rowing. He shows up when the winds are coming. I'm preaching to somebody tonight that you need to understand that Jesus will show up in your storm. He may not show up in the way you anticipate him. He may not show up in how you think, but he will show up. The storm, Jesus shows up. Something else you need to know about the storm, Jesus uses it to come to you. Jesus walked on the water across the waves. He uses it to come to you. Can you imagine them telling this story after this is over? Can you imagine Matthew as he's writing this down sometime later and he's remembering this? This is a storm story. Another story is that it is easy to misunderstand God in the storm. It's easy to misunderstand God. They said, it's a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But Jesus said, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. God often shows up in our time of need, in our storm, but he doesn't show up as we expect him. I thought you would come another way. I thought you would be something else, but he showed up, but he will always say, it is I, be not afraid. I'm here in your storm. When COVID hit in 2020 and it messed up our world and fear began to come in, let me just tell you that same spirit of fear is at work today, but there is those of you that in your storm, you conquered it, you overcame it, and now you got a story that even that the enemy tries to show up you can tell him Jesus came in my storm I overcame that fear I overcame that dread I overcame the enemy tell me give up throw your life away God doesn't love you no be of good cheer Jesus said I'm here in your I don't care what you're going through what you're dealing with Jesus can show up in your storm but it may not be exactly like you think It is I. Be of good cheer. What a statement. Be of good cheer. What is he saying? Is he saying, Pastor Dylan, is he saying, laugh a little bit. Be happy. Be happy in your storm. <laughs> Be a good cheer. What, you telling me a joke while my boat's tossing and I'm supposed to laugh about this? I'll laugh about it later. But I'm not laughing about it now. But he doesn't mean be happy. He means be encouraged. Look up the word cheer. It means be encouraged. Be encouraged. Here's something you can tell in your storm is that while the boat was still rocking and rolling, he said be of courage. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. When you talk to somebody and you don't know what to say, just be encouraging with them. Be encouraging with them. Tell them that there's still a God in the storm. Hallelujah. Has anybody went through something and you felt the courage of the Lord come into you. When, you. when you talk about something being encouraged, it means putting courage on it. Put courage on your faith. Put courage in your storm. Be of good cheer. It is high. Be not afraid. 
Then there's Peter that's got his own story. You know, I, I, I like old Apostle Peter here. He, he said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Jesus said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now that's a storm story. That's a story you could tell. You could tell when the Lord brings you through something miraculously and it's awesome and powerful. But what, what Peter could say is that faith and obedience will help you in your storm. Listen to the voice of Jesus who says, come unto me. Get out of the boat. Walking on the water, the apostle Peter is one of the most celebrated stories of all scripture. It was an open display of courage and faith. It was spectacular. It was glorious. It was a testimony and a story of victory. It was great. All Peter did was come at the word come. Amen. Peter was going to go to Jesus, but on his way, what does he begin to do? He begins to sink. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Oh, Peter could talk about walking on the water, but he would also talk about, I made a mistake in my storm. I messed up in my storm. I messed up... You don't have to worry about if you start sinking. Why don't you call out to the one that said have faith and be encouraged. Why don't you just reach out to him and say help me Lord. Help me Lord. Hallelujah. You don't have to be perfect in your storm. We had a little policy. Family policy that if the the tornado warning was coming to our area. My mom was living in the trailer. We would get her and come into this little room right over here because it's the most enclosed place in the building. And so one day we went to her. It was, it was, it was there. I, if I'm not mistaken, they had already started playing the sirens here in town. So we rush over to get her and we say, Mom, we need to go right now. It's, it's a... Okay, she reached over, got her purse, gathered up her Bible and a few other things and had to tie up stuff. And Mom, we got to go right now. We need to get to the house. We need to get to the church house. And, and, and it was just, just like <laughs> tough to get her to move. Not everybody acts right in a storm. That wasn't right. Now, I understand going berserk isn't right and running around like you're chicken with a head cut off. I realize that that isn't right, but, but mom, you know, that, that isn't, that's not right. I, I want to tell you, not everybody goes through perfectly through their storm. Not everybody handles the disease perfectly. Not everybody handles relationship problems perfectly. Not everybody, you know what? Storms are unpredictable and they will thrash at you, but you can recover from a mistake. I said, you can recover a mistake. Storms are a great time when your faith can be tested. But get up again. Get up again. Our marriage is going through things. You're having a heartache in a storm in your marriage. Amen. 
you make a mistake, get up again. You may have walked on water before, and you can walk on water again. Because Jesus is there when he hears you cry, save me, save me. Can you imagine Peter telling his buddies about what happened in the storm? Telling his children about what happened in the storm. Amen, I want to say this today. Don't waste your storm. Get you some stories to tell. Get you some stories to share. Another story that I find in this storm is this. The Bible says that when Jesus and Peter, when they come into the ship, the wind ceased. Here's something you need to know about storms is they don't last forever. Turn to your neighbor and say, storms don't last forever. Storms may come to keep you from getting to the other side. They may blow with contrary winds gust of discouragement and despair they may try to rock your world and tell you you're going under but they don't last forever when jesus stepped in the ship the wind ceased then look at this last thing the bible says in the story when they were in the ship when they that were in the ship came and worshiped him saying of a truth, thou art the Son of God. They came into the ship, and those that were in the ship worshiped him, saying, of a truth, thou art the Son of God. This is the first recorded time that the disciples worshiped Jesus together. Together. The first recorded time. This worship did not come at the heels of a leper being cleansed. It did not come after a lame man began to walk. It didn't even come after the feeding of 5,000. It did not come after somebody's dead relative was raised. But it came out of their storm. I want to tell you that's something you ought to know about your storm story. You ought to make sure that when you come out of the storm, your worship is deeper. It's a revelatory worship. It's a growing worship. Amen. That when you come out of your trial, when you come out of your storm, there ought to be a praise on your lips that's never been there before. There ought to be a worship in your heart that has never been like that before. Hallelujah. A deep worship is born out of the storms of our life. True worship knows that Jesus is my Savior in the storm. He's the one that walks on water. He's the one that comes in my storm. That's a story I want to tell. If I don't get all the other stuff, let me wind up with this. I learn how to worship deeper in my storm. I learn how to praise God greater in my storm. Hallelujah. Don't waste your storm on discouragement, but begin to say, there's some worship coming out of this. There's some praise coming out of this. This has been something that has attacked me, but I want to tell you, my story is this. As the songwriter said, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Oh, praise be to God. As I understand it, this story is connected in all Gospels. John writes about it in John 6 and 21. And look at this. They willingly received him into the ship. 
And immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. Let that sink in a minute. They're in the middle of the sea. The storm is raging. Jesus steps on the boat. They begin to worship. Next thing they know, they're at the dock. (laughs) If we can learn our stories that God will take us places that we couldn't take ourselves, but it behooves us to worship him like never before. Why don't you stand together and let us begin to worship him? Has he brought you through something? Come on, has he brought brought you through something? Has there been something that has happened in your life, a storm that has showed up unexpectedly? Oh, and did you learn anything in that storm? Did you have some stories to tell? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I've heard Sister Vicki talk about the healing of Sister Jessica. Well, let me tell you, if there hadn't been a storm, there wouldn't be a story. If there hadn't been a storm, there wouldn't be a story. Oh, glory be to God. I heard Brother John talk about him being healed from cancer. If there hadn't been a storm, there wouldn't have been a story. Oh, yes, indeed. I've watched uh, my brother be raised to life. He was dead for an hour and a half, uh, drowned it. And my dad prayed and God brought him back to life. If there hadn't been a storm, there wouldn't be a story. Hallelujah. Quit quit shouting at the storm. Just simply say, there's going to be something that comes out of this. There's going to be a greater walk with God that comes out of this. I've had a financial storm. I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a greater blessing that comes out of it. I'm going to be a generous giver like never before. I'm going to worship God and, and have good stewardship because I come out of the storm with a story. Hallelujah. I want you to listen to me, though. Your story doesn't mean that you constantly go back and relive what happened. But what God did in bringing you out has got to be your story. You don't go back and bellyache about how bad you had it and how rough you had it and how horrible that event was or that problem was in your family or that issue. You don't go back and relive that again. You just simply say, I learned a lesson. I've got a story of praise, hallelujah, in my heart today. I know I'm preaching to everybody tonight because every one of us has either had storms or in a storm or storms on the horizon. There'll be life things that happen that that were tough. We'll get through them or we're dealing with it right now. Or we may deal with it something tomorrow. The fact is, is how are you going to approach your storm? Going in, help me, Lord, to have the faith to say, when this is over, I'm going to have a story to tell. This is my story. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you encourage you, and strengthen you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our 
ministry.